Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio, episode 216 for March 26, 2020. This week we'll be talking about the top five pieces of paddling gear we like to take on our trips, as well as what you can do during this time of COVID-19's quarantine and social distancing. So stick with us and we'll be right back to start the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. So welcome to the show, episode 216, with me today in different room, actually different cities and countries even. <laughs> uh, we are doing the safe social distancing this week. Derek's not even in the studio. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing fantastic. Or should I say, hello. Hello. And John <laughs> Van Berger, you are not even in Canada. You were down in Wisconsin. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay, man. Excellent. Yeah, we're, we're trying something new here. We're trying the Skype party line. Um, not sure how that's going to go uh, sound-wise, but we're giving it a whirl anyway. Uh, like I said, we're practicing this safe social distancing this week, and hopefully it all turns out. And if it doesn't, well, I'm just blaming Derek. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and I'll blame I'm John saving, too. I'm saving gas this week. Yeah, you are, aren't you? That's a good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not what your wife said. Oh. Taco night. <laughs> yeah, taco night. <laughs> hey, it is Taco Tuesday. We didn't have tacos. We had uh, we, we had fish and 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 scalloped potatoes. Was it tuna? You mean it's Taco Thursday, right? There, that's going to have to be Taco Thursday. <laughs> it's been changed. Hey, got to change with the times, guys. <laughs> uh, before we get started, just want to give a little shout out. Uh, one of our listeners, there. Um, he had uh, cancer a couple of years back and thought they, he had beat it and uh, all was clear, but now it's come back. So uh, all our thoughts and prayers are with you, buddy. Uh, keep listening and hopefully things turn around and uh, you're back to uh, paddling everything soon and, and things go your way to uh, you and your family. We're uh, thinking of you. Cheers, bud. Yeah, cheers. Um, John, Yukon. Yes. How many days yes. to the Yukon? Uh, about 73 days. 73 days. Any new updates? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of it doing it this year without pants. <laughs> Didn't you do it last time without pants? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. why I couldn't get into Canada. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I thought it was the COVID-19 thing. I guess it was the old pantless thing last year. Lack yeah. of pants. Yeah. With the old Shoot. lack of pants. No, no real updates right now. We're just uh, keep doing the countdown. If you have Instagram, go to John Van Ryder, doing a photo a day from the last trip up there. And that right now, we're just in a holding pattern to see what happens, to be quite honest, right? Yeah, this whole COVID-19 thing's really put a spin on everything. Um, yeah. Even, I mean, up here, national parks, provincial parks, Local parks, con- conservation area, everything is closed. Yeah. Uh, you, you, yeah. I mean, you can go to the store and and buy your supplies, what you need. They've now done the essential services only to be open. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of hurting people uh, out there for money and stuff coming up. I can see that in the in the future. People are yeah. losing their jobs, being laid off, hours cut back, everything. So that's not a good, uh, not a good situation, man. Yeah, yeah it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a long lasting. This is going to affect us. I think it's going to be a long recovery financially. Uh, the unfortunate part is it's not just financial. There's a lot of people that are sick and dying. So it's that's the uh, the worst part of it. But uh, for the for the rest of the world, it's just going to be a, a long, slow financial recovery from this. Yeah, it's and ho- I mean. Be nice if it doesn't take too long, but you know, like they, they give this April 6th number out there and it's not like that's going to be a magic number where somebody flips a switch no. and, and all is good with the world again. 
Right. And I think down here, President Trump said something today about filling the churches for Easter. And yes. uh, I, I I sure don't see that happening. And, no. I, and I, I mean, I, <laughs> I was going to say I pray that doesn't happen, but that'd be a really bad pun. Um, <laughs> I, I really, really hope that, you know, that that doesn't happen because I, that could be catastrophic. So, so yeah, I'm hoping as as much as you know, I may not like what falls out here, and and none of us do, right? I'm really hoping that that uh, things are safe and and that this that the the amount of time needed to let this go to flatten that curve is allowed to happen. Uh, you know what? We have to do it. I mean, there's no two ways about it. If we don't, then this is going to go on a heck of a lot longer. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, let's uh, let's not dwell on that this uh, particular nope. time because that's all that's being said on the news today and every day, right. and will be for weeks to come. So, let's talk about paddling because that's what we're here for. Top five pieces of paddling gear. We all have a favorite stuff that we like to take out there. Uh, we are all the same, uh, except Derek apparently, who really doesn't have any favorites. He just has all his gear. He's a I have weenie that way. <laughs> I have necessities, but I don't have. I, I a lot of my gear I change up almost every trip, right? There's the and my my initial list that I sent you guys. You said I couldn't have that because I said <laughs> canoe what? and a paddle and a PFD and a tent and a sleep bag. You said no, you can't go with that. So I had to change it. <laughs> well, those are just <laughs> givens. <laughs> yeah, and I like the voice too. By the way, that was. <laughs> That was, yeah, I was mimicking Sean's voice. I think you should do the rest of the podcast like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. On with the show. So, so John, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, why don't you go? I'll chime in because there were a few things that Derek and I had in tandem. So I'll let him go those. Maybe I'll pull mine out because I had a few extra things too. So um, you go first and then we'll let Derek follow up. Alrighty. There's a, a few, well, like I said, I got five of them listed here. Um, some of them have to do with uh, backcountry canoe paddling and uh, tripping, stuff like that. Uh, some of them are, um, it doesn't matter where, where or what I'm paddling. And um it's just, yeah, as long as we're on the water. So the first one, I'll talk about my small collapsible. So it's not Helionox per se, but it's one of that, that style of chair, the mm -hmm. little, little chair. And I don't bring it always. Uh, I like it because it's smaller. It fits in my packer barrel. It's only about two, two and a half pounds. And like I say, I don't need to bring it on every single trip. But if, if you're looking at your weather and you know it's going to be bad weather on the trip, it's going to be rain, you don't want to be sitting on the damp ground all the time. So I'll throw this in my pack and it's enough to get you off the ground and, you know, great for sitting around the fire sort of thing. And I mean, it's not very expensive. It's only about 80 bucks Canadian. So, um, and like I said, I don't bring it all the time, but it's nice to have that little thing just to get you off the ground. Yeah. Uh, number two is my Platypus Gravity Works 4 liter water filter. I've gone through so many different types of water filters over the years uh, that it, it's, uh, you know, and, and the majority of them are always the, um, like the MSR micro works, the, the pump action one. So you put half into the lake, the other half, the other hose goes into your water bottle and then you just start pumping away and it sucks the water up one side through the filter and out the other hose in your, in your bottle. You got to take the time to do that and you, you know, your arm gets sore, your hand gets sore, blah, 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 you know, but with the gravity filter, you end up with two four liter bags. You fill up the one, the dirty bag with, with water from the lake and you hang it from a tree and that goes in down a hose into the filter, out another hose and into the clean bag of four liters. So just by hanging it in the tree, gravity does all the work. You don't have to do anything. It does it all for you. And you end up with four liters of clean water. The now, you're talking about a water filter and not a colostomy bag, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah probably use the way, both. <laughs> the way you described that, I just wasn't sure. I just wanted to check. Yeah, no, no, this is a water filter. Okay, good. Uh, good. Colossomy bags will be next week's show. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's, I gotta say it's probably faster than a pump style filter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, then the, the other thing I like is you can also do this while you're paddling. So you can put the dirty bag up on your gear in the canoe and then the, the clean bag is down at your feet. So it's filtering while you're paddling. And mm-hmm. when you get that first four liters of clean water, you can then refill the dirty water bag and you're actually zipping around, especially if you're going through an area that may be very limited water source or questionable water source. You've got eight liters of water. So you drink your four liters of clean water, and then you've got an extra four liters sitting there that still can be filtered, and you're not worrying whether it's coming from a swamp or a beaver area or something like that. Uh, that yeah, so like I picked that thing up, and they go fast. They really disappear fast from, from the stores. Uh, I picked that one up at sale two years ago for about 140 bucks Canadian. And let me tell you, it's it's paid for itself over and over again. Mm. Uh, cleaning the filter out is no problem. You just turn the, the bags around and run the water back through it a little bit. And then any clogs usually unclogs right from there. Uh, third item on my list, the EOG Weatherproof 3-Piece Bellowing Kit. This is for starting and uh, keeping fires going. I picked one of these up from the Canadian Outdoor Equipment Co-op, 35 bucks, and it's a little tube. And in the tube, you have these bee fire fuses. So they're, picture a, a, a small piece of, well, about an inch long piece of um, cord, but it's covered in beeswax and it's, it's, you can pull it apart. It's cotton. That, that's your fire starter. So it's going to burn for a while. I think there's maybe some oil in it or something like a, I don't know, like an olive oil or something like that in there to keep the fire going. So you put that in your in your sticks, your your fire, where you're going to make your fire. It also has easy ignite fire steel. So it's a magnesium rod and a metal striker. So you just, you know, if, if the matches, you don't need to worry about matches. If it's raining, this will flick some sparks and you get that beeswax wick going. Uh, get the your sticks and everything on there, no problems. The pocket bellows part is an extendable tube. It goes out to about two feet long and you blow in one end and it, fo- it, it's, it tapers down. So it focuses that air that you're blowing through it exactly where you need it in the fire. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get down on your knees and you're blowing into the fire regularly. This lets you direct it exactly where you need it to go. Yeah. Uh, if you need more fire fuses, you can pick those up as well. I've never actually used, I think I've used maybe two of those fire fuses. Uh, and that's it. The mm-hmm. flint and steel I've used a few times. And, uh, but that pocket bellows, I use that summer and winter. Mm. It, and you can buy just the bellows itself as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite things to take on my trips. And yeah, even if you're just doing a day paddle. You know, if you if you're going to start a little fire for for a, a shore lunch or something like that, it's perfect yeah. to take that thing. Yeah, it's a neat little tool. Anybody who do, doesn't get how you describe it, it's basically one of those uh, old style uh, uh, car antenna things. Yeah. You know, you just it just pulls out. It's just a, a tube within a tube and stainless steel, and it's it's a, a like. I think I was with you. We both bought one together the same day yeah. on the same trip. And it was, it's a fantastic little unit. I love it. It's uh, and it's great for getting air into the right part of the fire to get it going. Right. And I, like I, in the past, I used to just put four fingers together and kind of create a vent and, and blow onto the fire. And, but it was, you had to get really close and you use, you know, you get smoke in your eyes, but this thing, you get to, you get to some standoff distance. So you don't have, you know, you're not burning your eyebrows off and you're not smoking yourself out. You get, get some distance and you get some air on the fire, oxygen on the fire. And it's a fantastic little tool. Yeah. And I'm, I like it when I'm winter camping because, um, when I, like I say, at night there, I have my, my 
bed set up close to the stove where all I do is reach out and I open the stove door, throw some wood in. And then I have this thing sitting right under the stove at all times. So all I do is pick that up and I can blow in just to get the coal started again at night. And uh, off they go. I just put that back under and close the door and nice comfy uh, winter camping tent, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're especially nice for winter. I've got one as well, and I've used it in winter. And to, to be able to direct that inside the little stove, too, so you're not blowing ash or smoke doesn't go all over, you know, you can be really uh, precise with it. They're great. Yeah. Uh, the fourth item, a suction cup light. Uh, there's the, the Scotty Sea Light, or the Paddler Supply Company has the Kayak Deck Light. These are LED lights on top of a little uh, stem or stand, whatever you want to call it, and a suction cup at the bottom, and it'll, it sticks to your boat. Uh, we put one of those on the back, of, like behind us on a kayak. So uh, we're paddling at night. You're able to be seen, and the LED lights are pretty light, uh, pretty bright. So other boat traffic's going to see you. Uh, it'll also fit on the front deck of your, your canoes and stuff like that, right, the front or back. You can do that as well. Uh, so if you're out there paddling for the day and you're thinking, ooh, it's getting late, you're not going to make it back on time. If you've got one of those stuck in your boat, you just throw that on, a couple of triple A's are in there, or a couple of double A's, and you got a nice powerful LED light that at least people are going to see you on the water and uh, you'll, you know, a little bit of safety there. Mm-hmm. Um I never even thought of one of those before until I got my kayak. And once I got the kayak, I'm thinking, oh, you know what? This is pretty cool. And when I was out with um, Alan uh, Drummond last year from Kingdom Outdoor, we went around the Toronto Islands. And we didn't get back till, I don't know, was it 2 o'clock in the morning or something like that? And you get the little lights out there and it's like, yeah, man, that's that's pretty neat to have that little suction cup one on your boat. Yeah. Uh, and the fifth one is my bungee dealy bobs <laughs> i found these last year at canoe copia actually was that the actual name the bun the, yeah the bungee dealy bobs yeah okay yeah you thought i made that up didn't you i did think you made that up <laughs> those things fly off the shelf there oh yeah um, they're what four for five bucks us last year at canoe copia if you want to see them, go to BDB. So that would be Bungie Dealy Bob Canoe.com. BDBCanoe.com. It's an old scout outdoor product. So basically, and I'm gonna to try to try to describe what this is. Um, they're used for tying down stuff in your canoe and that. So if you're doing a portage, you can tie your, your paddles and your fishing gear to the thwarts. So is basically a loop of shock cord with a plastic piece on one end. And you know you're, when you, you pull the strings on your hoodie or your jacket and it's got the little black button thing you push to slide up so that your hoodie will stay as closed as you want it to be? Mm-hmm. It's got one of those on one end. So you wrap the cord around your, say your, your, your paddle and around a thwart and you put the plastic piece that's on the end that you've just wrapped around through the cable or through the through the shock cord loop, and then you tighten up the the little button black clip, so it holds everything together. So that black that first black plastic piece can't slip out and it holds everything. And then you just press that button, pull the the little um, slip back, and everything pops back out later. You definitely got to go. There's a little video and everything. I know that you're probably figuring out what, what is this guy talking about go go to bdbcanoe.com and check it out there's a little video there that shows you exactly what it is or just google bungee dealy bob and there's a picture right there uh so those are my five favorite pieces of paddling gear and they may change by next year but uh uh john what do you got all right let's see first up uh i have a north water deck bag that i take out with me and i love it it's uh really durable it's large it's a, it's a good size deck bag so what i can do is i can put that on the kayak deck in front of me and i can keep my camera there you know in a, a water bag or two double bagged in there and any any kind of gear that i need for the day and right. I, I love it the nice thing about it too is it's also really easy to adapt for a canoe 
So if you're using, if you have gear in front of you, you can put it up on that and just bungee it. Uh, on spray deck, you can put it on that, and I love it. It's it's for me, it's kind of a go-to item. So I, I always take that out with me. The second and is the MSR coffee filter that I mentioned on our special episode that we put up on Monday. Mm-hmm. And this is just for, I've got a little hand grinder. I, I suppose I could mention that in there too, this combo. And grind the beans and take the ground coffee, drop it in this little MSR coffee filter, and pour the hot water through that. And it's just the best coffee. So for me, that's that's always a big thing. My third item is uh, I have a couple of different enlightened equipment quilts, uh, the camping quilts, and absolutely love those. The I've got one really cold weather one, and then I've got a summer weight or or maybe fall weight, and so I'll take those out me with me. They're they're lightweight. The fa- I actually, I really like, I mean, it's it's the 850 downfill, so it's the treated down. So unlike, you know, the old days when your down would get wet, that was it, right? So that's why so many people had synthetics when they were canoeing or kayaking for a long time. Right. But these treated down, they're really nice. They shed water. And I, I you can pack it down to about the size of, a, of an Nalgene water bottle. And so I, I love these, and I'll take them out. I use a combination when I'm winter camping as well, and they're, they're fantastic. So uh, I'll take those with me out. Number four, I kind of split up. My fourth items are one is kayak-specific and one is canoe-specific. Um, they're both North Water products. I really like their stuff a lot because it's I've been using it the first stuff I picked up from them was the year, I think the year after I started kayaking, the year after I started paddling. So a lot of their gear I've had for, wow, uh, 16 years now. Wow. Yeah, 15 years, 16 years. So And and it's all been good. It's held up. So the first item is a Northwater a coiled paddle leash. And this is for the kayak. And I know some people hate these. And depending on what you're doing, I can understand that. But this is the only one I'll use because it's coiled. It's, you know, the you attach it to the deck rigging and then the other side to your uh, to your paddle. And then if you lose it, it hangs on to it. But this is coiled. And so you don't have all of this rope around. It's a lot less likely that you'll get caught or, you know, if, if you should go roll over. I, I don't I don't really play in the surf. And I can understand where people in surf wouldn't like it. I can understand where people in whitewater wouldn't like it. Right. But for everything else, I love it because when I'm out, you know, half the time I'm out, I'm also shooting photos. And so I'll pull out and I'm focused on on the shot. I'm focused on not dropping my camera in the water. And, you know, so to just to be able to drop your, your paddle uh, across the kayak, if it comes off, you know, you can always, then you can just reach and grab it. So I love that coiled paddle leash. Yeah. See, when I got into kayaking, that was one of the things I was looking at. Do I need a leash for my paddle? And Mm -hmm. everybody warned me, no, don't get one. Don't get one. Don't get one. Don't get one. Right. So I never did. Yeah. But like you say, when you're sitting there and you're trying to take a picture or something like that, or even fishing, you know, and you've got it across your, your, the cockpit of your kayak. Mm Mm-hmm. If it falls over, you're you're scrambling to try to get it before it floats away. Right. So, yeah, I like it. And I understand what people are saying. Depending on the type of paddling you're doing, it's not appropriate for all types. But yeah. for what I do, yeah, I love it. Um, the canoe-specific version for item number four would be the Northwater Spray Deck. And, uh, you know, again, I, I can't say enough about those. They're... It's a multifunction, you know, it can keep waves out and keep you from getting swamped if you're in big water, but it's also tough enough that you can stow, you can put gear on the top of it uh, as well as beneath. And so we use that a lot 
uh, in the 2018 Yukon journey and, and used it for everything from we had our solar panels on top of that while we were out paddling right. to firewood. Uh, that was, you know, there was a couple of instances where the firewood was far away from the campsite where, you know, the driftwood or whatever. And we would uh, just throw that up on top there and and move it down. So, you know, you you can't, I can't say enough about that. That's, for me, that's something else that I, I just love. Yeah, the My, North Water stuff, um, we, we, did, we, we did the little video there about their their barrel harness and, and all that sort of thing. And the yeah. one comment we got is, man, that stuff's expensive, but mm. it lasts. Yeah. And, and I honestly, to be completely fair, I don't think it's that expensive when you look at other items of comparable quality. Yeah. You know, I, and I think for me, that's, that's what it comes down to, right? You know, it's that, that thing that you hear a lot in winter camping, probably more than paddling is the expression you'll buy it and you'll cry only once yeah meaning that yeah you know it you may put out a little bit more for it now but you won't be buying a second one later or a third one later or you won't have it fail when you're out in the field and so i for me that's really important you know so i i feel like you know i can rely on those things right and these companies that I, that i mentioned the fifth item is a lightweight nylon sill tarp and i will take that out with me and again this is something else that you know you can roll up and it folds down a, even a like a 12 by 12 will, will go down to about the size of a liter nalgene and they don't take up much space they're they're very lightweight and we'll use them out when we're out camping we'll use them for shelters we'll use you know like a like a group shelter but also, you know, if you get someplace and you just need to set up a quick shelter or something to get out of a storm, they're fantastic. So for me, a, a lightweight nylon sill tarp is worth it. Those are expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's the the downfall of those. Those are pricey. But you know, they're also if 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 weight is a concern, that they're also really nice. Weight or space, for me, those are are the two things to go with. Yeah, with me when it comes to gear is definitely the space. Um, mm -hmm. As much as you don't want the weight, if, you, you'd, you'd re if it was the same weight, but you could fit everything in one pack as compared to two. Yeah, I take I take the one pack, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, weight and space are the two biggies. Yeah, and having a good tarp on hand. I mean. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things why I didn't really put on my list. I've got a couple of different types of tarps. Sometimes I just take a old blue hardware store tarp. Yep. Yep. And then other days you get the big old Kelty tarps and stuff like that. Depends where you're going, right? Right. Yeah. And I've, the same thing. I've got all three of those. I have some, uh, some painters tarps that sometimes I'll take out, uh, particularly if I'm winter camping. Yeah. I just, uh, it, they're invaluable. Very, very much. So that's basically my five. All righty. And Derek, what do you have for five? Well, I was going to comment on uh, John's tarp. It was one of those things I've never been able to pull the trigger on, but I've always uh, admired those those ultralight sill tarps because they just they pack down into such a tiny little package. They're super light. They're they're super handy, and it's just. But I keep looking at the price, and it's like, oh, I don't yeah. know if I can do that. But it, it's one of the next things that I, I think I'm saving up for is because uh, over the years I've slowly learned that. Uh, you can't always go cheap and economical when it comes to gear if you're going to rely on it. And I've, I've learned that mistake time and time again when it comes to, uh, like, rain jackets or, or whatever, right? right? So when it comes to rain jackets and tarps and gear that are going to be, could be a life-saving item, it, I've, I've had some, you know, you buy a cheap rain jacket and it's like, well, it's, I might as well be wearing a Ziploc bag because there's, I'm putting out so much humidity, I'm, it's wetter on the inside of my jacket than the outside, right? So you, you slowly learn over the years to, uh, to, you know, sometimes it's nicer to buy, go big and spend the big bucks and get something that you can rely on that's not going to break every single trip. You're not replacing it constantly, right? And uh, so that I did buy myself, I kind of went halfway with one of those tarps. It's uh, 
it's not a siltart, but it does compact small. It's nice and large. It's like, I think it's 9 by 9 or 9 by 12 or something. And it, it does pack fairly small, but it's the size of a small sleep bag. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's like those siltarps. It's like, one day, one day, I'm going to get one, right? Yeah. I and, thought it was... I thought it was overkill, like for me too, right? And I was looking, yeah. and again, looking at the price tag because you're like, oh, God, I can just go down to the local hardware store and pick up a blue tarp, right? And it will yeah, still for twenty keep bucks, me dry. Or 10 right? Bucks. And, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and then I went out uh, and did a long backcountry trip with a friend, and he had one of these nylon sill tarps, and it was like, okay, that's it, done. You know, yeah, when when yeah. I saw when I saw how useful it was and the size and the weight and everything, it was just like, okay, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was uh, so on my list, though. It's uh, th- that is that's an exact analogy to the first item on my list. It's uh, I I used to have one of those little three-legged tripod chairs for years and years, and you could only sit on them for a short time before it became painful. And but they were convenient; they were small, they were light, and you know they they got the job done. If you know if the ground was wet, you didn't want to sit on the dirt, muddy ground, or whatever. But they were very uncomfortable. And uh, but I refused to buy one of those expensive camp chairs, those ultralight camp chairs. And it's like no way, I'm not spending 100, 120 bucks for a chair. That's craziness. And then, uh, like I don't know, about five or six years ago, I I went with a buddy. He had he had two of those Helinox chairs, yep. and I he brought one for me. So I used a Helinox chair for the whole trip, and it was like, oh, it's so light, it's so easy to set up, it's so, it's like <laughs> it's comfortable. Like I could fall asleep in that chair, right? Yeah. And so after that trip, it was like, yeah, you know what? I and I went out like right after the trip, within a few days, and I bought myself two of those Helinox chairs. <laughs> and it's I I don't regret it. It's uh, they are expensive, but I've had them for six years now, and and they're going just as good. I use them multiple times a year. They're they're very sturdy. It's super lightweight, and uh, so yeah, I do not regret the expense. But it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you gotta kind of step up to the plate and spend the money if you want something of quality that's going to last, right? Yep. So, and a and, lot uh, of those. A lot of those now, the price are coming down as that's becoming a more, you know, because for a long time it was just Helinox to have yes. those, right? And so now I think Big Agnes has their own brand, and there's a number of different brands. If you Google that, and you'll see reviews, and some some of them, are, let's be honest, some of them are just cheap knockoffs, right, that you yeah. don't even want to touch. No, but, exactly, yeah. But there's a, there's a number of, of good brands now that are making those, and, yeah, so the prices are coming down. Yes, it's competition, right? It's all about competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Helinox chair is the first item on my list. The second one was, uh, and it's just one of these things I came across like, hey, that's neat. But now I, I, every trip I bring this item on, and I, I wouldn't. I this is one of the one things that I don't leave behind. It's uh, so the typical, you know, the typical camp water bottle, MSR water bottle, or whatever. So at MEC one time I was uh, I found the an attachment for it or an insert. It's uh, it folds and it pops out and it's uh, it makes your MSR water bottle into a French press and it comes with a outer insulating sleeve. So you even summer or winter you make co- French press coffee first thing in the morning. You put it in the insulating sleeve. It'll keep your coffee hot or warm for like an hour or so and it's it's perfect. But it's this little French press. MSR water bottle and it's just been I, I, I this is one of the one things that I pretty much don't leave home without it's one of the few things like I change up a lot of gear I talked earlier with you guys that I don't really have a lot of favorites but if I was going to say that I had a favorite or something that I always brought with me it would be this this coffee maker this French press water bottle cool. so it's 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 a it's a handy way to like you know sometimes when you're off with the guys you just a big pot of water and you throw some grinds in it and you make just a cowboy coffee, which is fine. You know, if you get like six people on a trip, you're not going to try and make a French press, you know, make six people coffee with a French press. But uh, for just me and my wife or if I'm just solo camping, this is, it's like a key item, right? So I, I love using that thing. It makes really good coffee. Uh, the the next thing on my list, it's uh, I, over the last. I'm getting old, right? I'm in my fifties now, so <laughs> so I I don't sleep on the ground so well anymore. So I have uh, if I'm with a family, I bring a tent. I've got a big Agnes with down filled. You know, it's like it's a really fat sleep, uh, like a thermorest or air pad, right? But when I 
when I go solo or I go camping with the, with the guys or whatever, it's I bring I I I think I have uh, three or four different hammock tents now. I've got uh, what is it? Uh, Sierra Designs. I've got uh, what's the one that was one of the original ones? I can't remember what's called. It starts with an H. Which one? It's it's a it's a hammock. Uh, anyways, it's a it's a hammock tent. The Hennessy hammock. Yeah, Hennessy hammock. So I have one of those. Then I went with uh, Sierra Designs. They have a nice design, and and then I bought another one that has a separate tarp and stuff. It's like so I've got quite the collection of hammock tents now, but I I, I love them. Like I can sleep in them so easily. They're so comfortable, and I don't get all you know the my you know in a tent normally and on a camping trip I can it might take me a half an hour before I can walk straight in the morning, right? So yeah, this hammock tent is like uh, it's it's a key item now, and you're it's, that it's old. I am. I'm an old man. How old are you, John? I'm a little older than you, but I can walk when I get up in the morning. See, it's, it's all about clean living, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so another the the, uh, the fourth item on my list is uh, so Sean talked about it. I use it's the gravity filter. I I started with a I think it was a Katadin gravity filter where you just put it into a bottle and. And gravity filter, and it, it, I often forgot about it, and you know, you'd end up like putting two liters of water onto the ground after your water bottle overfilled, and and uh, eventually I discovered, I think it was I saw Sean with it, I, I saw his two bag, uh, dirty side, clean side uh, platypus water filter, gravity filter, and since I got thing that thing, it's uh, I haven't turned back. It's like it's great one being able to make water and walk away, and so I'll you know hang it from a tree and then I can set up the tent by the time I'm done I've got uh, all the water I need to make supper or do whatever with right so it's uh, it's one of those handy things and I'm on my second set now it's uh, it's you know I, I abuse my equipment they're they're tools right so I don't I don't baby them and uh, but it's uh, it's one of those things that I remember I remember uh, having to use the hand pump filter, right? And it was like it was like so long and so slow to make water. It's a long process, and I've done the uh, the the pills to clarify your water, and it always tastes a little bit funny, but it you know does it a pinch. And and this gravity filter is like no effort; it just makes a ton of water. So, <laughs> and uh, the last item on my list is uh, I I bought a uh, a. Ref- a, one of those folding reflector ovens. I got it at Canadian Outdoor Equipment. It was the same trip I went and got my uh, bellows thing. Me and Sean went and yeah. did some shopping trip. This folding reflector oven, it's fantastic. I've made like, uh, I've made uh, bannock bread. I've made cookies. I've, uh, it's just, you know, I've, I've made a little tiny mini pizza. And it's, what a fantastic little tool. You just have to aim it towards the fire. You, you cook whatever you're, you're wanting to cook. And, it does a great bannock. It's uh, it's one of those things. It's it, like so many trips. I, I you know you you know wrap bannock around a stick and hope for the best. And but this thing here, it's it's perfect. It's it cooks you up a nice nice addition to the meal. It's not the main meal. Like it's you know bannock to add to your meal. And but it's uh, it's one of those things. It's like I, I love this little. And it's aluminum. It's lightweight. It folds up. It's super compact. It's uh, it's easy to carry. Easy to pack. Easy to set up. Easy to use. It's it's perfect ideal. You know, I can make cookies for the kids around the campfire at night for the kids, right? It's uh, it holds so. a uh, nice round eight inch pan fairly decent. Yes, yeah, it's it's a good size. Yeah, so you can make a really large cookie. That's uh, the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we do the cinnamon buns in it. Yeah, you get the um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, who's the one that makes the cinnamon buns that come in that tube that you crack open? Oh yeah, with the Pillsbury. Pillsbury, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get those because there's what uh, six or eight of those or whatever. Um, yeah. I've taken to carrying parchment paper in my uh, kitchen kit, and then you just oh, that's a good idea. cut a little piece of that off. And you, know, you line that so yeah. nothing sticks to the the pan, and you, yeah, you just turn that, keep turning it around every so often uh, beside the fire, and it's fantastic. Um, yeah, because I bought mine the same time you did. Yes. Yeah. And I even take ours when we're winter camping um, mm-hmm. and place it right next to the stove. And then you just, you know, push all the hot burning logs and sticks and whatnot that's inside your wood stove to the one side just to keep the heat going, right? 
And yeah, uh, yeah it, that those those uh, things cook up your baking like fantastic. Everything yeah. just perfect. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, the Bemco oven and and made pizza in it. And uh, God, it's awesome. Just yeah, fantastic. It's a nice treat in the backcountry. It gives you something that's instead of freeze dried food or, or whatever, it gets you a little bit of like freshly baked something, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's it kind of lifts your lifts your spirits. Kind of after a long slog or a long rainy day, it's like you know what? I need something. Uh, you know, and I I want some bannock. I want some nice fresh baked bread bannock or whatever. It's like it's a nice treat. Yeah. I I do my bannock in it. And I'm not saying it is the greatest uh, cookie mix out there, but if you go to Bulk Barn, uh, do, oh, they, yes. do they got Bulk Barn down in the States there, John? No. Okay, it's, it's all bulk food stuff, right? But they mm-hmm. actually have a chocolate chip cookie powder mix. So you can buy yeah. it, you know, a cup of it, or you can buy 50 cups of it, whatever, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you just, you, you test it before you leave, of course, so you know how much to take. But it's basically yeah. just add water. Stir it up so it's kind of thick and there's not powder, no powder left in it. And then you put that in and you make little cookies or you make, like I say, one giant cookie. And uh, that stuff comes out pretty good out of the, out of the, um, the oven there. But like I say, it's not, don't, don't expect Duncan Hines. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. That's I, awesome. I, hit all, I hit all my topics. Yeah, well, that's quite the the hall of gear. I know, I know, and I like I like listening to what people think their favorite gear is. It kind of gives me ideas. It's uh, you know, it, and it reminds me. John talking about a siltarp. It reminds me. It's like, yeah, I still got to get one of those things, but it's just you know, pulling the trigger on a three hundred dollar tarp is uh, yeah, kind of tough, tough decision. You know, okay, so and I can share this. I spoke too loud, and Alexa woke up. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Derek's at home with another woman. Alexa! <laughs> Had I known that, we would have been saying stuff all show. There is a, there's a company down here in the States, a mail-order company uh, called Campmore, and I haven't looked. Uh, I assume they're still in business. They were a, a big concern for a long time, and... They have a lightweight nylon sill tarp that if you watch for sales, you can get a lot cheaper than 300 even with the conversion. So it might be something worth And I know you may have to pay duty on it or whatever. And, yes, I just said duty. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, they have the most affordable one that I, that I saw, and it's good quality. And I, I purchased one in 2014, and I still haven't used it. So it's, uh, it might be worth looking into because the, the price there, and they, and they always run sales too, so you just wait for that 10 or 20% off, and, and you can get one fairly affordably. So you said you've never used it? No, I have used it. And oh, you I've have used it. it. Yeah, I got it in 2014. I've used it uh, for six years now. Well, you know, five years now. So Yeah, cool. Derek's going to have to buy one. I'll have to get you you to send me some notes on that one. Definitely. Awesome. Maybe I'll order it. Alrighty. Well, that's a good wrap-up of uh, some gear. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about getting ready for paddling season while quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. So gyms are closed, parks are closed, hiking trails are closed. Every single form of exercise available outside your home is now off limits. Uh, what are you going to do to start getting ready 
for paddling season in a world where quarantine and social distancing is the rule of the day. Because it's not like you guys can go zipping out to the park and do a run anymore because we're not supposed to be doing that. Well, they, they, they do say that you can go, it's the gathering together of people. Like if you're, if you're running on a trail or running on the road, then that's, I think that's fine. I think that's pretty much allowed. It's, it's when you get like six people gathered together on a picnic table and, and it's like, Hey guys, come on, think about this for a sec, right? Or you, if you're crowding trails and I think that's why they started closing down conservation areas and, and other hiking trails, because it's like, well, everybody, nobody has anything to do. And so they're all going to go to the same hike trail and they're all going to be crowded in. It's like, come on, think about it. You know, the people just aren't, it's so it's a lowest common denominator. You gotta, you're going to have to close everything just to keep the idiots away from each other. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I got a few things here that you can do. Um, First ones are, are to keep yourself fit because that's what that's the big thing this time of year. People start <gasps> paddling season's coming up. I better hit the gym or I better get walking yep. or whatever, right? One of the first things you can do is yoga. And I bring this one up because a lot of people I know go to yoga classes now. It's become more popular, but these classes that are usually held at the gym or yoga studios are all canceled right now. Unless you're like one of our friends, Leanne Hennessy, one of one of our paddling friends. She's uh her place is Live Love Breathe Yoga and Wellness Studio. They came up with an idea, and I think it's because this has become a popular thing since this COVID nineteen has started. But she's doing an online yoga class through Indigo Lounge Facebook page on Wednesdays at six thirty and Friday one p.m. Uh, uh, Toronto time. So she gets in, I guess the, the Indigo Lounge is hosting this on their Facebook page and she hooks up online and does the yoga class. So from the comfort of your own living room, if you're comfortable to do it in front of your family or a hidey hole somewhere in your basement, you can turn your computer on, your iPad, your phone, whatever to their, their page and follow Leanne along doing the yoga class for free which is really cool. Uh, there's all, she's also doing a meditation session on her own Facebook page, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at eight. So if you're sitting there and you're, you're one of those people that are right into the yoga and stuff like that, there are options. So yeah, if you want to check out the Indigo Lounge on Wednesdays and Fridays and uh, see Leanne Hennessy doing her yoga stuff, um, I probably hurt myself doing yoga. <laughs> So uh, I was talking to Leanne the other day because uh, I came downstairs and it's like Siobhan was upstairs. I said, hey, where's the kids? Oh, they're downstairs. So I come down here and they're they're doing cosmic kids yoga. They're all down here by themselves doing yoga all their own. It's it's yoga on the TV. And they they one of the ones I saw them doing was uh, they were going through uh, like a Star Wars movie and they were talking about how Ray is going to go get parts from a ship and, and they do all these motions and yoga poses and it's like, wow, and the kids are loving it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was telling Leanne about that and Leanne goes, yeah, actually, your wife was doing the, the online yoga with me last night. So it's like, it's like so Siobhan is doing yoga with Leanne and the kids are doing cosmic yoga and, and it's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Tracy <laughs> so was I, joined in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the Tai Chi classes to start. <laughs> yeah, there you Slow mo go. Slow-mo karate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yoga seems to use seems to I think uh Preston Sear does that. Yoga? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's gotten into that. Um so yeah, so if you're into yoga and meditation and stuff like that, then there's definitely online uh options available to you. So you don't have to worry about missing out from your your classes at the gym. Second thing you can do is look around your house and garage and you can MacGyver things to help you out with your workouts that you'd normally be doing at a gym because not everybody has a gym in their house like the good old 1990s. Uh, <laughs> for instance, get a bucket and fill it with stuff. Everybody's got stuff. Fill it with water. <laughs> fill it with rocks from your garden, yep. whatever. There's an yep. instant weight, right? Uh, add more dirt. Take dirt out. Change the weight of the bucket. Sit on a couch, put the bucket handle over your leg and do some leg lifts. Be creative. Jogging in place uh, or any warm-up cardio. Push-ups, weighted and unweighted. Wide push-ups. Wall or vertical push-ups. 
calf raises, crunches and planks, do all that sort of, there are, there are still options that you can do at home to get ready and get yourself in active and in shape, a bit more in shape that, uh, you know, since your gym's closed, you can't really do, but there's stuff, enough stuff at home that you can do. I do a lot of glass raises. Do you? Guess that yeah. one arm going? <laughs> yeah. I fill the glass with whiskey and then I raise it up. And I, yeah, it works. Yeah, we used it to works. have uh, at our old place, we used to have a gym in our basement. I'd walk in, turn the light on, go, yep, still there, turn the light off. <laughs> Feel the burn in that finger, turn that light switch on and off. <laughs> That's enough for one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, This one here... I, I've heard before, I've not seen anybody do it, but uh, just because my wife's just gotten some of these big elastic thingies for some exercises that her trainer has told her to, to try. If you have those ele uh, exercise elastics, attach one end to a solid piece of furniture, and it has to be a solid piece, and the other end to your paddle. Sit in the chair and paddle. The elastic will add some resistance, but don't overdo it. This is not a professionally made piece of equipment, so use your <laughs> <Yeah>. judgment. <laughs> and don't let go of the paddle. <laughs> I don't know what I, happened uh, to our neighbor, and I don't know why that hole's in our window. <laughs> I uh, I actually did that last year. It was uh, when I was getting ready for the paddle season. I had uh, I had injured my shoulder shoveling snow, and I pulled a ligament or tendon, and so I ended up uh, sitting in a chair with the paddle, and I got one of those therabands. It's just a, it's like a six or eight inch wide chunk of plastic or rubber that's like, you know, six or eight feet long. And so I tied it to the one of the stanchions posts that hold up my uh, upper floor in the basement. I just, I just used that theraband and used that practice to get my shoulder back in shape. But it, it's a really good workout, and you could just. There's so many different ways you can use those uh, those exercise elastics. They're very very handy. Yeah, and like I say, I mean, don't don't overdo it. You know, you you last thing you want to do at this point is is hurt yourself before paddling season. Yes. You yeah. know, and that's that's one thing we're all waiting for is that hopefully this is all over and done with by the time the the ice is fully out and you know we're like talking June prime bug time getting out on the water, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other things is that not necessarily exercise related, but getting you ready for paddling season. Knots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a really good idea. <laughs> this is a really good idea because I'm bad with knots. So when I, when you mentioned that this was going to be something you wanted to suggest, I'm like, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I got myself a <laughs> knot book. And it yeah. actually came with some, some uh, cordage with it. And so I could sit there on a chair and practice these different knots. One of my chairs, I can just practice other knots on the back of the chair sort of thing. Because, yeah, it's it's something, you know, you learn maybe in scouts or something. And then 20 years later, hey, do you remember how to do that clove hitch? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> no, but I can do the granny knot like nobody's business, you know. Uh, I don't so, know yeah. how many times. I don't know how many times I've gone on a trip with Mike Burns and I just like, I look over his shoulder and it's like, what are you doing? But he, he and sorry, Mike, but I have to make fun of you, but it's like, he, he, he doesn't tie knots. He ties lots. And that, that's his theory of things. So I always have to make fun of him when, when I see him trying to tie knots or trying to do something. Right. So he doesn't tie knots. He ties what? He doesn't tie knots. He ties lots. That's the theory. If you can't tie knots, you tie lots. Okay. So you just keep doing, you do, <laughs> if you can't tie a proper knot, then you do 17 granny knots. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. So Mike Burns, who's like building cabins. I know. He's all like, of these things that put us I to know. shame, like mortal men to shame. <laughs> but he's never knots. had to. He's, oh. <laughs> he can't tie a knot. <laughs> it's so hilarious. everybody does really have an Achilles heel somewhere. Yes, absolutely. In your face, Burns. In your face. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hear about that one because I know yeah, if we, gonna, we say things, yeah. I'll get an email. Hey, just listen yeah. to your show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, First thing Thursday morning, I listen to it. Stop making fun of me. Yeah. In your face, Burns. You want me to come over there and show you how to tie a knot? Yeah. Does your wife tie your shoes? He does everything else well. Did you see his cabin that he's built oh in his backyard? God. 
Oh, yeah, man. cedar strip it's canoes, amazing. skin on frame canoes. Now he's building yeah. a log cabin in his backyard. Yeah, and teaching then he's his not dogs just building to the log paddle. Cabin. You know, he's also when he's building the log cabin, he's filming it. He's, you know, you're just kind of like, good lord, you're, you know, you're an overachiever. Just stop. Yeah, Make it, exactly. You know? <laughs> I'm burning it down when it's done. <laughs> the sad thing is he'll have another one up in about you know two hours there'll be a yeah. second one I, i'm gonna watch it burn and as it all falls apart there's gonna be one behind it <laughs> yeah. yeah like three stories yeah yeah with a basement yeah. uh, uh yeah so so practice your your knots you can buy a book you can i mean just google it you know you're yeah. gonna be on the internet anyway so Right. Google knots and it'll and there's it'll probably show you a little movie clips on how to do them properly. But uh yeah, now's the time to get get back into that. Uh the other thing, the last thing I've got here is perfect time to start cleaning your paddling gear and checking it for wear and damage, which you should be yes. doing in the spring anyway. Yeah, right. But if you're sitting there not working or anything, you might as well get a head start on it. So yes. Get out in the garage or whatever and clean your boats. Clean your PFD. A lot of people don't think about that one. Check your your life jacket over for rips and tears anywhere, broken zippers and buckles and that sort of thing. Um, I can never remember. PFDs have a expiry date, do they not? Um, I don't know. I, don't I know we I ran had, into this before I, with I don't hockey. Think I have a specific date on it, but, but suggested. Yeah, I think suggested there might be a suggested. Date? Yeah. yeah, certain number of years. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. they do they, all the UV get, breaks down the fabrics, and you know they get dirty, and all the all the dirt when it gets into the fabric, it, it grinds away at the at the threads, and so they they do age and they do break down, and it's so it's really I think it's more of a uh, you look at it, it's like, you know what, I'm not sure I can trust this thing anymore, or, you know, the straps start to rip, or, or whatever, right? Yeah, jump into the lake, if you sink, it's time for a new one. Yeah. But yeah. at least this one will be clean now. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, check check all, check all check your PFD especially, make sure there's no, like, your buckles and your zippers are all perfect. Sand down your beaten up paddle, re-varnish it. There you that's, go. That's a big one, especially the bottoms of mine. I've got one... My favorite one is a uh, beaver tail paddle, and it's got a crack <laughs> right up the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I've never, and the bottom's been chewed out a few times, and but hey, it still keeps going, man. <laughs> Bring out your tents and see if, make sure there's no mold or rips and tears. Um, I have always done that, except the one year I didn't bring my tent out to check it, I just put it in my pack and went on a canoe trip. Sorry, it was actually a hiking trip. And first night we get there and we set up and I found out that my motorcycle battery had leaked. Ooh. Oh. And there was a nice big acid hole right through my tent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Learn <laughs> once. Yeah. So, yeah. So make sure there's no mold, rips, or acid burns on your tent. Yes. <laughs> uh, waterproof what gear you can. So if you got boots that you wear or shoes that you wear, uh, if, if you got enough room to set up your full-on tent, because up here it's still a bit chilly, but if you got a really nice day or whatever and you can set up your, your tent and do some waterproofing, that sort of stuff, now's the time to do that as well. Uh, and um, permethrin for ticks? Permethrin. Yeah, you know, yep. yeah. If, if you got the the stuff you want for ticks to to put on your clothes, now would be a great time to start that as well. Yeah. Uh, load all your gear into packs and barrels. Derek, this one's for you. See if your kids okay. have grown enough to over the winter oh, months yes. that they can carry it now. <laughs> yeah. Load them up now. Because, you know how much they can carry. Well, it's not just that because the kids are growing. There's you know their water shoes. Do they still fit? Their life jackets are they have they grown up a size in life jacket size, right? So there's there's a lot of stuff that like we got cut out last year. We had to at the last minute buy a couple life jackets because you know like Beckett could wear Stella's jacket, but Stella needed a larger one, right? Right. So it's it's one of those things. It's uh, you got to remember the, uh, the the your small paddle partners that might be getting larger and. And uh, not fitting into the clothes that they wore last year, right? 
and they made new may need new paddles as well absolutely yeah they're uh they're, they're kind of useless paddling right now but uh eventually when they're getting a little <laughs> bit older they're gonna they're gonna instead of having a toy paddle they're gonna have to have a real paddle and paddling their own boat right so it's one of those things right yeah sizing sizing is everything it's key to have the proper size for your uh for your younger paddlers who are growing in size and stature yeah that's you know and if if you know anybody that has small paddles or whatever and you know you know you can pass them off to people with kids that are getting into it you know yeah, helps, exactly, helps them right? out as well second hand yeah. is better than yeah. you oh, know absolutely. they're nothing yeah. yep yep well loved gear right oh absolutely yeah. yeah except derek he doesn't like gear he just takes it <laughs> <laughs> they're tools it's a tool oh yes and you're you a are. tool <laughs> Um, I think that's all I have right now. Is uh, so yeah. If you you've got the downtime right now, uh, with this quarantine thing going on and this social distancing thing going on, use it wisely so that you know what. When the time comes, you're that much farther ahead and you can get on the water that much faster. That's yeah. yeah. Don't just don't spend all your time catching up on Netflix. Try and get out and uh, <laughs> get your gear ready for the season. Yeah, tis the sign. There is one project i may try and i don't know because it's trying to even you know with the yukon journey kind of being in a holding pattern right now there is one project i'm thinking about and it's a a paddling ergometer oh right and it's basically like a rowing machine and so if you google uh diy paddling ergometers gentleman named graham who's over somewhere right in your neck of the woods has put together plans on how you can build a kayak, like a you know a paddling machine, essentially a rowing machine, but but set up for a kayak paddle, out of an old Nordic track cross country machine, and it's it's pretty fascinating. And so he's put together these plans. He's got a, a short video. It's under ten dollars, like to get the plans and the video, and. He's a he's a nice guy and and if you have questions he's he, he'll ask you know or he'll answer them for you, and I'm looking at this project and and I'm I've got an old Nordic track and unfortunately it's basically collecting dust, and so I'm kind of thinking you know maybe this is the time to to put that to use again in a different way. Hmm. So we'll see we'll see if that, uh, but it's it actually is really cool because it it pivots with you as well so it you know as you torque on one side it it sits on almost like a i want to say like it's sort of the bottom of a cradle like a rail okay and and so it gives you core strength as well because you're adjusting for your balance and so it's it's a pretty cool little thing and so i'm looking at this thinking you know this if if i can kind of squeeze out the time this might be worth doing well do you think that maybe you could tie a rope to both ends and hang it and practice your rolls at the same time (laughs) (laughs) just throwing that out there graham if you're listening and you're thinking of something else to add to this (laughs) i like it or or practice paddling upside down whatever (laughs) i'm just spitballing here (laughs) Yeah, so I, I'm I'm looking at that thinking this might be the time to do that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, cool, I don't know how many of those Nordic tracks are out there, but if you've got one, I think there's quite a few of those out there. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're probably all being used about as much as mine. I guess. Yeah, uh, they're probably them. being used as clothes hangers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh awesome. Um, I think that's all I've got this week. What about you guys? Anything? Anyone? Anyone? Anything? I would just like to encourage people, if you've got a second, and you can go to the Facebook page for the Yukon Journey. Check that out. And also, if you go to theoutdoorkind.org, we do have those stickers available that we were going to be selling or taking donations for, rather, down at Canoe Copia. So if you are interested at all, uh, we sure appreciate uh, your support. So Should, uh, uh, the... put a link on our uh, Facebook page as well. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. that way people can just go there and click and 
and uh, go right to it. Sounds good. Awesome. Uh, anything from you, Derek? Nope, I've got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen or download all our adventures at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and all our 216 episodes will be there. And if you're wondering why this is episode 216 and not 215, then you missed the coffee tasting episode we just released uh, three days ago. On Monday, we released a special episode we had recorded while we were down at the Quiet Adventure Symposium, uh, Taste Testing Backcountry Coffees. So you'll want to give that one a listen to as well. If you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends and family and you know even people you hate. Send it to everybody. <laughs> uh, we'd appreciate it very much. Um, I think that is all I got. John, thanks for joining us again this week. And, Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure. And hopefully this uh, project worked out well in this Skype call thing, three-way social distancing experiment. Um, <laughs> is everybody still feeling okay today? Oh, I'm good. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So apparently it worked that way. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.